Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Crop circles are patterns created by flattening a crop, usually a cereal. They take the form of circles or more complex patterns. No general cause of crop circles has been identified, although various natural and unorthodox explanations have been put forward. Many are man-made, but many more also defy rational explanation. The number of crop circles has substantially increased from the 1970s to current times. There has been little scientific study of them, predominantly due to the number of hoaxes that occur, meaning genuine studies are considered fringe science at best. Welcome back to another episode of Aliens Explored uh, with two of your hosts. The other one is... Neil Kelly. Hi. And I'm Stu Jackson. Hello. So, Neil, you keeping well? I'm keeping very well, thanks. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm. I've been on. Um, I've been on alert since we last recorded one of these because you threw down a bit of a gauntlet for me, didn't you? Um, I, I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking in this episode about one of my favourite favourite subjects: crop circles. And of course, when we announced that in the last episode, you said you were going to take me to task over this. Uh, yeah, thing. I thought I would. I thought I'd, I thought I'd put my foot down on this one. You know, we've talked about all sorts of stuff that's, that can't be explained, but I, I, my view of crop circles is that, yes, they can all very much be explained. Excellent. I look forward to this <laughs> greatly. So... Uh, the crop circle phenomenon as we know it um, is a series of impressions, indentations into fields of crops, fields of wheat, rape, um, barley, all sorts of different crops uh, in a variety of patterns that appear to, well, they appear to defy explanation. But Neil, go, please lead on then. Well, I, I I don't think they they do defy explanation. I think um, um, there's a very easy explanation for them. Um, we that, uh, we know that they've been made by hoaxers and pranksters. They've shown how they do it. Um, I, I don't think there there are any crop circles where we'd say we've no idea how that can possibly have happened. We know that someone could have done it. They 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 all have a a possible terrestrial explanation. Okay, um, I'm going to start throwing some questions then. Okay, you. and and I have a big question as well. Oh, excellent! Would well, you want to put fire your question first? Okay, um, if they are of 
extraterrestrial or um, supernatural origin, what are they? What are they for? What do they indicate? That is a brilliant question. Um, one that has plagued seriologists for a very, very long time. And I don't know. Hmm. I have no answer for that whatsoever. Um, but just because we don't understand a thing doesn't make it any less valid. It doesn't make it less valid, but we know that people can make them and we know that people have made them in the past and, and every crop circle that has ever been seen could have been made by someone. There, there are none where you said, well, there's no way that could have been made by human hand because someone will turn up and say, well, you do it like this. Here's my plank of wood and my bit of rope and my... <laughs> Oh, the plank of wood and the bit of rope. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, um, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm pulling rank, but um, hmm. I've spent many years um, studying crop circles, visiting hmm. crop circles, uh, fresh ones. Now, you say now, you, we know you, how they're made. You, I, you used to live in crop circle central, didn't you? Because aren't... I, a huge proportion of the, the crop circles that appear in the UK didn't they appear quite close to where you used to live? Do you know, absolutely, 15 years of living in Wiltshire um, mm. because that is where they appeared. And you know, I'll, I'll let you and the listeners into a secret here. Um, crop circles are the reason why I chose to live in Wiltshire in the first place. Are they really? They so are. What? Indeed. Um, I, I, I will tread more delicately then, I realise. No, no. Yeah. Uh, no, do you know what? I, so, mm. like I say, I've been studying these for a long time now, um, mm. and I, I'm not shy about talking about them with people, mm. and, of course, most people think I'm absolutely nuts. Um, mm. But I, I think... Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to partially agree with you. I think many, if not most are man-made hmm. absolutely when you start to monitor them though um, it becomes fairly obvious over a period of time which ones are man-made and, and you can tell they're man-made and which ones seem rather more strange uh, so I'll give you an, an example um, when you see a man-made one, the edges within a... Let, let's, let's look at it as a, a basic mm. circle. Um, the edges of that circle are rather more fuzzy in a man-made one. Um, and would they appear so from an aerial view as well? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, when you see the ones... Because there are some with very, very clear edges, very clear, sharp, sharply yes. defined edges. Yes, Um which have nevertheless been made... Yeah, when, when you get up close, maybe they don't look quite so sharply defined, but from a distance, they look very... Uh... Well, there's going to be an element of how big is it. So the larger mm. it is, the more any imperfections are going to be smoothed out over time. Um, but certainly the stranger ones... Um, I'm going to call them otherworldly ones, because right. to me, that's what they are. But otherworldly and man-made is how I'm going to distinguish... Them for the purposes of this. Um, so the man-made ones, they tend towards the smaller size anyway, usually. Um, you can find, uh, at very least, in the centre of the circle, uh, where the soil has been disturbed by the 
um, where a stake's been driven into the ground, which you don't find in the otherworldly ones. The crops themselves inside a circle. Now, to me, this is the really where it gets, starts to get a bit freaky. Uh, in man-made ones where people have gone in and they've stomped on them with their planks, the crops are broken, as you would expect. In yeah. otherworldly ones, they're always bent, usually at a 33-degree angle, on the nodes of the crops themselves none of them are broken in fact when you walk into a a a, a genuine otherworldly crop circle for the first time you're actually breaking the crops underfoot just by walking in them mm. they are laid with this 33 degree bend at, at the nose the nodes are like bulbous bits of a stem, they they contain leaves or uh, or other such uh, things uh, from the plant. But yeah, it's this strange thirty three degree angle. Now I haven't read about that, but this is this is no. news to me. Um, uh, and I tried to read as much as I could about it, but um, mainly uh, most of what I read was dismissive about it. And and. This is part of the problem um, that genuine seriologists and genuine scientific study into crop circles hits the problem of. So that's just one element of it. Um, and, and I've been to many, many crop circles. And I, I'm just going to say for the listeners here, if you go and visit crop circles, and I do recommend going and visiting uh, genuine crop circles, always, always, always get the farmer's permission before you go into the field. Otherwise, you're trespassing, you're breaking the law, and it's not fair on the farmers. They're already struggling because half their crop's been destroyed anyway. Well, th there was a case in in Hungary where well, two teenagers were had up for vandalism for, for making a, a crop circle, and a huge amount of damage had been done, but uh, the court ruled that the damage they're making of the crop circle had caused was worth about, I think, 30 US dollars. I'm trying to find the reference here. Um, but m most of the damage had been caused by people coming to see it and TV yes. stations publicising it and, and, and so on. That, that, that caused the, the real damage. Absolutely. And, and you've got to feel for the farmers on that. So, yeah, mm. just a, a quick note to the listeners um, on that particular um, subject. Now, the other thing you find with the otherworldly uh, crop circles as well, magnetic fields within the within the circles are affected. Mm -hmm. If you take a compass in, it's going to go nuts. There is a higher concentration of iron filings within the soil itself, within the circle. Um, I believe there's a higher amount of magnesium in the soil as well. Just within the circle? Just within the circle. It stops dead at the edge of the circle. Or in the more complex patterns where the pattern stops. Mm. Um, so there's that. There is the amount of time. They, they have a tendency to appear overnight. But they, they have appeared during the day. Um, and there are cases of... Pilots flying over a field, nothing, nothing to see whatsoever, flying back five minutes later and there's a 300 metre crop circle with really complex formations that has appeared in that field in the now, space I, of five I, minutes. 
I, I didn't. I was looking for something like that, and what I read said that no, no one's ever seen it actually forming. With that, that, well, that, well, that might, he might have seen it being formed, but um, that that certainly counts as it, it couldn't have been done in that time. Um, if the if that's what the pilot says, I'm gonna I'm gonna dispute that one as well because you're actually talking to someone who was present at a formation. Oh really? You've actually seen yeah. it. Sort okay. is, uh, is a bit of a, I, I use the words present mm. quite carefully. It was a really strange happening. So I'd, I'd, I'd been out um, to visit a, a fairly fresh circle. It had been there about two or three days, I think, um, in Wiltshire, just opposite Silbury Hill. For anyone who knows the area, it's a very, very common... This particular field is very, very common for crop circles to appear every year. Um, and yeah, there, there'd been a fairly simple formation. I think there were um, there was one large circle with uh, an orbiting ring um, and a smaller circle just to the sort of northwest of it. Um, this was a few years ago now. This was maybe six, seven years ago. Um, and I was I was actually showing a friend the crop circle for the first time. It was their their first ever, and we were inside the crop circle. Now the the crop itself was quite quite tall. Um, I would say it was about shoulder height uh, where it was stood. Um, hmm. And whilst we're inside, it's a nice clear sunny day. A um, little bit windy, but you know not too bad. We're inside the crop circle. All of a sudden, both of us got a massive feeling of oppression, like like emotional, um, like, like an emotional weight on us. Mm -hmm. uh, the wind stopped abruptly. There was. It was almost like a deadening of sound. There was like a null sensation. Uh, my friend pointed out to me that the edges of the circle we were in, if you imagine starting at six o'clock behind us, it was almost like the wind was blowing around the edges of the circle. Um, very, very localised, but in unison with each other. And the the blowing of the crop sort of came to meet itself at about at 12 o'clock for us hmm. and then it stopped and then all of a sudden everything felt back to normal again and the the, the 12 o'clock was the direction that we were due to sort of leave to follow the the tractor tracks to, to do as little damage as possible uh, to crops as we headed out that way there was another circle just as big as the one we'd just come out of that absolutely was not there when we entered the circle that is very strange oh it is one of the most unsettling freakiest I, I won't say scary but definitely unsettling and yeah it was it was spooky is not doesn't do it justice mm. 
do you have any theory as to what that might have been? No. No, after decades of studying crop circles, I, I cannot put forward a theory that it is a specific thing. Now, the, the general association with UFOs uh, comes from, actually it was in Australia in the 60s, there were some people who faked them and claimed them to have been landing craft from from an alien spaceship. Mm. There had been reports of aliens, uh, UFOs around where crop circles had appeared previously. So everybody put that together and said, oh, crop circles, it must be, must be aliens then. I don't know. I, 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 I find any connection with aliens, UFOs to be uh, tenuous at best. Um, based on your I, experience? Based on observations, based on reading reports... Um, yeah, I mean, I can't rule it out, of course, but mm. absolutely. I, there certainly seems to be an intelligence to them. There, there's an intelligent design to them. Um, the fact that there is, and, and again, coming back into one of the major differences between man-made and the otherworldly ones, uh, the otherworldly ones have in immensely complex mathematical um, calculations with them. You're talking about fractal codes uh, within them, you know, not just about the size, but in um, the angles of lines, in the number of circles, in the the corresponding, the, the way circles are particular fractions of the size of other circles and the distance they are from each other and it all ties in together and it's massively complex you know it, it takes proper mathematical geniuses to understand the mathematics behind them uh, but not to not to just copy the equation or copy the diagram of the equation and, well that's and, the thing it's not and, from and a diagram because it I mean, crop circles have been used as art. I mean, people people yes, use they them. They, they, they would create an artwork in, in flattened crops. Um, corporations have paid to have their logo put in a yep. field. Yeah, Weetabix, famously. Um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I got a report when the Weetabix one. It, it was actually the same field as the Weetabix logo. Mm. Um, is is the experience I was talking about. It was, it was a right, few years okay. after Weetabix, but yeah, it's the same field. Um, the exact same field um, but yes they, yes they have um, but it doesn't come close to the the intrinsic detail within the what I'm what I call genuine ones which are small in number you're saying the, the small number who have these which have these precise mathematical uh, dimensions to them I'm not going to say they're small in number I would say it's not the majority hmm. but there's still a lot you you get lots of crop circles every year because it's a global yeah. phenomenon of course I mean you, hmm. you're right in what you say the vast majority of them happen in this sort of 20-25 mile radius um just on the edge of wiltshire 
mm. they're sort of going towards the Oxfordshire way but um but it's also it's also the area you know it's, it's Glastonbury and Stonehenge and and um or there's not, not, but ley lines you know all, all that yeah kind of, you get a massive convergence of ley lines in that area. So um, not so much Glastonbury, but actually a, a Neolithic stone circle, uh, Avebury, hmm. is is right at the epicentre um, of where you get them. And that was, yeah, that was definitely put on, um, hmm. on, on a huge convergence of ley lines. I mean, interestingly, you don't get them that near Stonehenge. Oh, and you do get some... Hmm. Um, but we're talking but that, not, that not southwest part of England for our for our foreign listeners. Yes, um, which yeah. is which is the sort of magic magical kingdom, I suppose. <laughs> that's where, you know, that's, isn't that where Camelot's down there somewhere, isn't it? And uh, Somerset well, Cam- Island was well, no longer an island. Well, it did become an island when we had serious flooding yeah. a couple of years uh, ago. Yes, well, Glastonbury was the oh crikey, uh, well Glastonbury tour. They, they say it's where King Arthur's buried. He was a fictional character. I get really <laughs> yes, yes, of course he was. Yes, but um, you know, Tintagel in Cornwall. Oh, this this was Camelot. How can it have been? <laughs> it, it's funny how how mythical or, or fictional characters can become very real for people. I've worked at the Tower of London, and we're doing medieval or or um, late medieval Wars of the Roses stuff. And I've had people come up to me saying, so are you from the house of Lannister or from the house of you know, all this Game of Thrones stuff? Really? Yeah. And um, I, I had just told this American woman, no, that's that's Game of Thrones. It's not, it's not real. Um, and that happened just at the time when they were launching a new season of Game of Thrones and they used the, an outer wall of the Tower of London as a huge screen to advertise it. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is what we're up against here. So, there, oh my goodness, so there are people who think that um, Game of yeah, Thrones is real. Yeah, or certainly when they, they... They either think Game of Thrones is real or they think that we're just as unreal as it. Well, we do... Well, I certainly... I, I'm a northerner. Hmm. And I know winter's coming. Crikey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it starts in about August, doesn't it? Up there. Indeed. Um, so. Now, here's, here's another explanation, so just to interrupt. Yeah, in no. 2000, Colin Andrews, who had researched crop circles for 17 years, mm-hmm. stated that while he believed 80% of them were man-made, mm-hmm. he thought the remaining circles with less elaborate designs... So he's saying the opposite view. He's saying that the, the, the more elaborate ones are man-made, the less elaborate ones um, could be explained by a three-degree shift in the Earth's magnetic field that creates a current that, in inverted commas, electrocutes the crops, causing them to flatten and form the circle. Have you, are you familiar with that theory? Uh, yes, he's talking about the uh, vortices uh, theory. Uh, is one of, I mean, there are there are hundreds of theories out there. Um, yeah, the vortices theory, weather phenomenon theory is one I've heard. Like I say, having been present at the creation of one, mm. no, that never happened. I mean, there was definitely um, a uh, an atmospheric thing. <laughs> I'm getting all technical now. Um, yeah, there was there was definitely an atmospheric disturbance. Um, 
but not of the de- type that he's describing. See, I, um, I remember when, when I first saw um, crop, a crop circle, sort from mm-hmm. a passing train, and uh, I suddenly started to notice it must have been in the 1980s, and there was nothing amazing about them. They're, they're fairly small, fairly irregular in shape, and it just looked like something had flattened the crops. That was that a was that mm. a whirlwind or something like that? Um, it was kind of a curiosity, but nothing that made you think, oh, there's something something magical going on here. Well, no, and there's been I, an I believe evolution. that could have been caused by the weather, you know. Sorry? Well, there has been an evolution in the design of crop circles over the years. Hmm. Um, certainly, yeah, uh, 50, 60 years ago, they were much plainer. You know, you'd get one, two, maybe three circles, and that, that'll that hmm. be it. Um, now, you've got, you know, you've got designs spanning hundreds of meters across with thousands of of small tiny circles making up its components um they are really i mean they're they're phenomenal and beautiful Hmm. uh, to see um but however complex there's never been one that contained useful information to us that someone said and said oh my god this is the cure for cancer or this is (sighs) This is how to make a, an antimatter propulsion unit. No, um, that would imply communication. Yeah. Um, now, I'm I'm convinced that there is intelligent design, whether it's communication or not. I don't know. I'm I'm not going to go out on a limb, <laughs> one way or another, on that one. That said. Let's let's say for argument's sake that it is some form of communication, and and this is not me putting forward this theory, but mm. this is me exploring that possibility. Um, the, yeah, it is some sort of otherworldly intelligence that is trying to communicate with us. Well, you know, they're not going to speak English. Um, they're not going to come and speak German to you um, or Spanish or whatever. Mm. Mathematics is the universal language. It it is so. I mean, certainly, if 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 I was an extraterrestrial being and I was visiting Earth again, I'd be thinking either well, don't try and land in that cereal field because you'll leave a massive mark. It'll really be be really you leave a massive footprint there. Um, or actually, yeah, I will land there just to just to mess with their heads because they really wonder how that happened. Or um, I want to leave a message. I mean, those are the, from an extraterrestrial point of view. Those are the three reasons I can think why why you you would do it. Okay, um, and using mathematics, think about when we've sent out probes into deep space, um, mm. Voyager, Cassini, all the rest of it. We put a message. Mm. On, and um, ultimately, what is that message? It's sum it up in one word: hello. Mm. It's it's a message just saying we're here. That that's mm. it. We're not trying to, you know, share the workings of the the internal combustion engine or anything like that. No. An initial message to another worldly. Um, intelligence is simply hello. Yes, and you know mathematics presenting something that is mathematically complex would be Mm. a very good way of saying 
hello, we're yeah. intelligent. Mm. But in this case, we're not we're not visiting another planet. We're sending out a fairly sort of by 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 science fiction terms. By, by you know, we talk about Star Trek. So we're sending a fairly primitive craft into space on a set trajectory, and initially it will it will be able to send back messages to us about you know it's, it's going to overfly Jupiter or mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but then it will just continue its journey into space and it will just keep going for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So on the off chance that it is picked up by something intelligent, we put some information about ourselves on it saying, hello, this is us, we're here. But yeah, we don't know who we're sending that to. We're just It's a message in a bottle, basically, isn't it? It's, it is. And we need, we need to send the bottle to do this job, but here's a message because the, the bottle will obviously travel onwards for however long but without saying that this is what i think because it's not i'm not putting mm. this forward as a theory but what's to say that that's not what crop circles are just in a different way they're they're, they're too frequent for that aren't they i mean it's not like our well, galileo probe that we're sending off and thousands of years later it it lands on someone's planet well, you, you encounter an intelligent species, you try and get their attention by knocking mm. on their door, you don't get an answer. What do you do? You knock louder. Yeah. And so we, we, haven't reached, we haven't reached the stage of making contact with an intelligent species. We've reached the stage of sending an unmanned craft into space. No, I'm saying the crop circles may be them knocking on our door. And because we've not responded... Maybe that's why the designs mm. are getting more complicated. I'm yeah. not, to, to reiterate, I'm not saying this is my theory um, at all. I don't mm. have a theory. I, I keep as as open a mind as I possibly can And about this. And who knows if they're extraterrestrial or if they're other paranormal. Maybe maybe what you experienced was was the ghost of a, of a crop circle hoaxer <laughs> going about his, his work. <laughs> Okay, I've not heard that theory before. Um, that's a new one. I'll have to add that to the list. Um, but do you know what? What one of the loveliest theories um, that I heard? It was it was maybe ten years ago, I think. Um, the style at the time for crop circles that there were a lot of them coming through that were quite similar to Native American designs that you know they, hmm. they would carve into the ground after making a fire as a way of healing. Hmm. The ground, a healing the earth, and a lot of the symbols, a lot of the the designs, were, were of a similar nature to that. And I had this beautiful theory that it's the earth trying to heal itself. And yeah. I love that the whole Gaia thing. Yeah, um, mm. I don't buy into it. <laughs> yes, but isn't that lovely? Uh, and, and and remember, listeners, um, the Earth isn't dying; it's being killed, and the people killing it have names and addresses. They do indeed. Uh, you find them in London. Mm. Um, but do you know what? I mean, even that isn't as wacky as the the most common theory in the eighties, mm. which was that it was caused by over amorous hedgehogs. Well, there there was a case in was it Tasmania, where um, Australian wallabies um, had been found eating the crop circles in fields of opium poppies, uh, which being grown for medicinal use, 
um, but after consuming some of the opium laden poppies they started running around in circles yes they would. Uh, I mean obviously that that, that that's um that's unless been, it made them that's been verified over amorous <laughs> hedgehogs yes over hedgehogs that was the uh, that was the prevalent uh, theory in the 80s was yeah it was hedgehogs in season when they were mating they were shoving each other round in circles and that was causing crop circles Wow. <laughs> I mean, you can look all this up, listeners. Um, it's all out there. Um, but that's the thing. So what's not out there, and, and it's, the, mm. it's the problem you've found in trying to research this, Neil, mm. is there is all this genuine, tangible, scientific stuff. To, you know, I talked about the magnetic fields. I've talked about the mm. higher ion filings, uh, magnesium content. Um, have not gone into the DNA structure of the crops inside circles either, which is different to the crops outside the circles. Is it really? The, the flattened crops are actually, they actually have different DNA? They have slightly modified DNA. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that I, makes I, you wonder, doesn't it? So, when, when I, once a crop has been flattened into a circle, is it still harvestable, or is that just... Uh, that, is that just it, it assuming can the, it's not can the been farmers... trampled by members of the public coming in to have oh. a look um as long as it's treated with respect absolutely it's harvestable even with a, you know, a combine harvest it doesn't require the crop to be standing up to be able to get it it can actually pick it up if it's been well that's flattened. what i'm saying this 33 degree angle just it I'm, I'm trying to describe this as best i can it's very, it's very obviously um, mm. radio is not a visual medium um, the crops are not on the ground they are still pointing upwards just at a 33 degree angle and in fact the first part of the crop so maybe the first I, I, I'm going to talk in thirds but I'm not talking mm. actual thirds I'm talking very very rough guides here um, the first third of the, the stem is vertical then you get to one of these nodes in the stem and it's bent at an angle bent rather than cut or broken because there have been yeah. crop circles where they've been it's not even it's it's as if you you you, you t- pick one up and you look at it it's as if it's grown that way naturally from day one what about gm crops uh, what about the, GM crops now? Well, one of the fears about GM crops was that once it gets into, if you've, you've developed a, a, a genetically modified crop, once that's out into the wild, once it gets out of the lab, that's it. There's no recapturing it. So could there be, could that just be rogue GM crops, patches of GM crops? Well, given that all crops are genetically modified anyway um otherwise mm. you know we wouldn't have wheat we'd have grass oh, yeah. um but that's i mean you're talking about i suppose more um on a on a on a genetic yeah minuscule laboratory modified rather than just crossbred um but you tell me do do you think there's much credence in that it it would require at the time that the the crop was 
sown that someone said oh no let's make this shape on the ground and we, we will scatter these these GM crops within this area that, that will grow straight for a while and then go over at this 33 degree angle because that's a, a quirk of their our laboratory our failed experiment um, but let's for a laugh just to mess with people's heads so these crops will grow straight for a while and then suddenly tilt over okay um i'm really uh, clutching at, at, <laughs> at wheat straws here <laughs> the crop circles are an absolute bane to farmers as i yeah. say it, it ends up destroying the crops and as you rightly said yourself by people coming in and having a look at them um hmm. you know without permission and without uh doing it properly and showing the the area the proper hmm. respect um so for one thing i can't imagine for one moment farmers agreeing to that um what about an insurance claim that can inflate the value of their their losses um do you know what? I'm going to hold up my hands here and say I don't know anything about whether or not they're actually covered by insurance on this. Genuinely don't know. It's never occurred to me. Um, yeah, I mean, because if the, if a farmer was claiming on insurance, he would claim it as vandalism. Yes, and for vandalism, you would need a crime reference number. Um, yes, yeah, so you'd report to the police that um, someone's someone's flattened my crops and made them unharvestable, or made a, a large a large amount of them unharvestable. And it's a lovely design. I bet it looks great from the sky, but it's cost me a lot of money. Okay. If that were the case, and they were man-made, they were all man-made. Um, surely the police would be doing a lot more to catch the people doing it because they do bugger all well yeah if it's costing <laughs> if it's costing insurance companies money hmm. the moment it starts costing money and people are losing out on the stocks and shares better yeah. believe the police will pay attention but if you if your crops were damaged and you wanted to claim on the insurance you'd call the police and you wouldn't say oh, it must have been the fairies or a flying saucer that did it, you would say, someone has vandalised my crops and done one of these one of these uh, occult designs in my crops, but it's cost me a lot of money. And I'm paying, I want to put in an insurance claim. I need a police number. Um, I mean, would the police bother trying to track anyone down? Or would they just say, well, you know, here's, here's, the, here's your number, here's your reference? I, d I, I genuinely don't know. On that, I really don't. Um, yeah, because there was the story of the two Hungarian teenagers who were who were arrested and charged, and um, the court. If it, I mean, the, the farmer wanted massive compensation, but the court ruled that the damage that they'd done was only worth about thirty dollars. Mm. So, um, yeah. I doubt if a, a farmer is going to put in a claim for an amount like that. No, no, it's the and that's but, and that's the the case with crops because either they're man-made, in which case, yeah, some pillock's gone out there and destroyed the crops mm. willfully, or they're genuine crops because in which case the crops are fine, 
mm. and can still be harvested until members of the public. It's, it's you know the damage is always going to be people. One one of the one of the things I saw um, as a, a kind of discrediting the idea of um, an extraterrestrial or supernatural explanation. They were saying that these crop circles always appear in very accessible areas. They're near roads or there's easy access to them. They, they never appear in remote areas. But of course, crops always have to be accessible, don't they? You've got to get a tractor or a combine harvester onto that land. All, all cereal growing land is by, by, by definition, has to be very accessible. Yes. Um, so you've, I, I you've can't hit- see that as a, a reason to discredit it. Well, you've hit one half of why that doesn't work. The other half, of course, is if it wasn't accessible, how would you ever know about them? Yeah, there's that too. So maybe they do appear in places that aren't accessible and no one ever sees them. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they do appear in the Amazon rainforest or uh, the, well, the, the Everglades. Do. or They've appeared in sand, uh, in ice. I mean, obviously not crop circles, but... but circles with designs um you've and, and we're talking perfect circles as well hmm. um you they've been discovered on the bottom of the ocean floor it's an unusual phenomenon and you know what i can i can literally i can talk about this all night <laughs> but don't want to overload the listeners on this um, just at the moment. There, do you know what? There is so much about this subject that we have we haven't even scratched the surface of it. Well, um, because the plasma um, that's associated with it. So you get a lot of plasma ball sightings around crop circles. You get. Mm. I, I, do you know? I'm I'm, I'm going to stop because we're going to go straight to summary. I think <laughs> I, I think we know where I stand on this. Mm. Um, it's otherworldly. No idea what, no idea why, but there's definitely other... All right, yeah, many, many man-made ones, but they're obvious. But now, having talked about it, you've got, you came into this discussion absolutely convinced, well, no, there's a really easy explanation. How do you feel now? Um, well, yes, my initial feeling was that there's nothing about these that couldn't be man-made. But um, when you start talking about the, the difference is in levels of, of chemical elements and um, the precise nature of some of these, then yeah, maybe there is something more to it. It is, it is more than just a couple of blokes with a, a length of rope and a plank. Mm. Do you know what? When social distancing is over, we're probably looking at next year now, but mm. when social or distancing is over... the year after that. Or the year. And, well, yeah. And, and it's back in season. I will take you into a crop circle... And you never know, we might do a live, on-the-spot record from a crop circle, listeners. That's assuming our equipment works, because equipment tends to go a bit funny in crop circles. That's another thing we haven't discussed. (laughs) (laughs) Electromagnetic interference. But there you go. What do you think, listeners? Are you as convinced as me that there is something otherworldly about them? Or do you just think we're talking absolute nonsense and it's all it's all easily explainable? What's your favourite crop circle? Um, send us some pictures. That'd be great to see. Um, so yeah, so 
there we have it join us next time when we will be discussing the black knight satellite the black knight satellite well i better look that one up yeah so you've got your research to do there neil Uh, so in the meantime it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me and keep watching those fields Take care. When you're not watching the skies, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by hooksounds.com and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Facebook and Twitter or by visiting aliensexplored.com. <laughs>